Mother-loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in three two, one. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. Hi. Oh my gosh, such a happy day. I'm so excited to get into this week's episode where your hosts, Amber and Jenna. Jenna is in cloudy, cold Los Angeles, and I am love to gloat that I'm in sunny, beautiful Australia right now. And today we have a beautiful guest with us whose name means beautiful. Of course it does. Jamil, uh, all the way from NYC. She's sharing her past life regression story with us. And how's NYC going right now? Is it freezing? It's snowing. It's cold and it's snowing. Yeah, it wasn't. I feel like it's snowed maybe three times this winter and this is maybe a third. So it's pretty mild. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I've heard horror stories about winter in NYC. So you're representing. Not as bad as summer in NYC, right? Isn't it it summer kind of hard because it's all hot and like there's trash everywhere. Summer's pretty hard because, um, you know, the urine on the ground smells a little bit stronger. <laughs> it's it's not cute. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but come on. We've got all the rooftop parties, the hot places at night. I mean, that's true. You know, I mean, I guess there's you always gotta, something. Exactly. Pros and cons. That's life. <laughs> well, before we get too far into today's episode, I would proudly love to announce that Four Sigmatic is this week's sponsor. We freaking love this episode's sponsor, the legendary superfood company, Four Sigmatic, a brand that makes drinking your morning coffee better, fitter, happier, and more productive. You know, in the past, I have grappled with the idea of giving up coffee for health reasons, but now... Thanks to Four Sigmatic, I can scrap that crazy idea and sip away every morning knowing I am actually contributing to my health. More on that later, but for now, head to our shop tab to get 15% off all Four Sigmatic purchases. Now let's get back into this week's topic. Jenna, do you want to give us your definition on past life regression? Yeah, I kind of do actually. Um, So my definition of past life regression is achieving a state of lucid hypnosis in which you are able to recall your lifetimes before your current embodiment. Wow. What do you think, Jamil? I think that's very accurate. It is definitely lucid hypnosis and yeah. I totally agree. I think that's a great definition, Jenna. Thanks, Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But you know more than me, so. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know too now, and that's why we have you on. Um, so I want to hear your story. Like, I just want to jump right in. I want to hear how you came to, you know, discover your past lives, how it all went down, and then what you did discover. Okay. 
Um, so I did found a YouTube video. Um, so I would say maybe for the first 10 minutes, it's kind of setting you up to be in that, um, deep hypnosis. Um, Wait, wait, before we get into the YouTube video, let me just ask you. So before mm -hmm. you had seen the YouTube video, you did listen to our episode on past life regression. And then that, uh, that sparked sort of an interest and like you wanted to go deeper. So let me just ask you, like when you did hear us talking about it, what were the intuitive stirrings that you started to feel that kind of pulled you towards finding that YouTube video? Um, so I was listening to your past life regression episode. And that's actually how I found you guys. I just, I just searched past life regressions on um, Spotify podcasts and I found your video and something that you had said about your anxieties in this life and not really knowing where that was stemming from mm -hmm. that kind of, that kind of sparked um, a curiosity in me because I know that I have, I, I, I have the, I have anxieties too, that I'm not really sure where in my life I picked them up from. Mm -hmm. So, um, I thought that maybe exploring this, exploring my own past life could help me uncover, you know, my fears and my anxieties and why that is and why it doesn't really apply to this life now and how I can let them go. Um, so then okay. I, yeah, perfect. So, <laughs> um, so then I went home, Googled some video. First I did the, the past life that Jenna did on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it was harder for me to, to, to get into that, um, lucid hypnosis state. Uh, so I Googled some videos, found a YouTube one and it was an hour long um, so the video starts off with, for the first 10 minutes, you are getting into that hypnosis state, um, envisioning yourself on a hill, um, feeling the sun, and scanning your body um, until your body is just kind of non-existent. Um, then a cloud approaches, and you get on the cloud. In front of you is the earth. And the cloud gets closer and closer and closer to the earth and where you lived in this past life. And immediately, my cloud was taking me to the northeast of the United States. And I was skeptical. Yes. I was skeptical because, you know, I live here. I've lived here for almost 10 years. Maybe this is why this is happening is what I was thinking in my head. So I'll get closer and closer and closer. And it's past New York, just like really way high up there. And I just see a bunch of trees and, um, I see the first, the, my job in that past life. Um, and I see a hotel and it was a very specific hotel. It looked, I was really confused, like what time I was in, because it looked like kind of a hotel that you would see from like the wild, wild west, like uh -huh. two stories looked like a saloon. Um, so I was confused, but, but again, I was just going, just going with it, just accepting whatever was coming to me. Um, and then I saw that I was, a, it just came to me that I was the cleaning lady of this hotel. Mm. Um, and I saw myself making the beds, um, you know, cleaning up after guests, but also feeling this like bitterness in me. 
And I realized that I guess I, this bitterness was coming from um, this, I guess the loss, maybe this is jumping ahead, but the loss of my dad, like I, I wasn't, I was well off and then I lost my dad and I had to work. That was, Interesting. that was, that's the storyline. And how did you see that? Did you feel it intuitively or did it play out in front of you? And were you in your body or were you watching yourself from bird's eye view? I was watching myself um, from bird's eye view and um, it's actually kind of hard for me to see things it, during the regression. It was more so coming to me, like just a feeling mm-hmm. and intuition. An inner knowing you could say. Mm-hmm. An inner knowing for sure. Um, and yeah, so I saw that as my my job. It it resonated with me. I I relate to that now in my current life. Love making my bed, like love cleaning. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, and it's funny because when I was younger, um, anytime my parents would have guests, I would volunteer to set up the room and I would set it up like a hotel, like hmm. a chocolate, <gasps> like, yes. Interesting. Fresh, fresh towels. And one of our house guests once said, I feel like I'm in a hotel. And that was the biggest compliment of like my eight years of life. Wow. So <laughs> uh, fascinating. Yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. So knowing this about myself in this current life, I was, I made me skeptical about, um, this, this, um, Vision. past life that I was seeing. Yeah. This mm-hmm. vision. Um, so then the cloud took me to like the town, asked me like what, what, what the town is. And I saw a train station. I saw a train. And, um, again, another feeling in me was that it was a tourist town and I wasn't sure I didn't, wasn't sure what tourist town it could have been, but I knew that this was a town that just had a lot of like traffic from people, from visitors. Um, so again, took that for what it was, didn't really understand what it could mean. Um, and then hopped back on my cloud again. And it took me to the saddest event of that past life. Which um, often happens, you know, it's like those big life changing moments that often right. get impressed upon our souls that last through the, you know, hundreds of years. Right. Um, and it was strange because I just saw dark darkness, but I could see like water too. I sensed water. I saw rain, almost like I was looking down on, on, on a scene. Um, and I knew that there was either a river or rain and some sort of wreckage involved. And then all of a sudden I start crying. In, in um, your vision or in real life? In real life. Okay. Yeah, because these are real emotions that we really carry with us, you know? Yeah. Go ahead. So then I start crying because I knew that I lost someone very important to me in that, in that accident. And I, and I had this feeling that it was my father, um, because, um, earlier, sorry, I kind of skipped over this, but earlier in the regression, like I looked over, I looked at the people that was in my life in, in that life, um, in their eyes. And I saw that my dad was someone that, um, that is in my current life now. Oh, yes. And I'm, and that I'm skeptical about too, just because I, 
I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, to me, like my intuition when you said that is not to be skeptical because think about it. Like if you did lose your dad tragically in this life and it ruined like your entire life and it brought you to so much sadness, like our, our, it's almost like justice for the soul that you would be able to have that connection again, you know, in this right. life that it didn't end. It That was not the end. Like that accident was not the end of that connection, you know? And I think that's very powerful. Right. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's definitely true. And yeah, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't um, doubt it. But yeah, so I saw But I know dad. what you mean because when yeah. you're a skeptic, like you doubt, you're like, oh, this is all a trick of my mind kind of. Right. Or or maybe subconsciously, I want this to be true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so my dad in past life was someone that was very important to me in this current life. And I knew that in that accident was um, when, when I lost him, that was like this deep, devastating feeling and obviously brought tears to my eyes. But then um, once again, that was a feeling, an internal feeling rather than a visual, correct? It was both for this, for Mm -hmm. this vision. I saw the wreckage and I, and I, but I felt that it had something to do with rain and that I had lost um, someone very important to me. And my gut was telling me it was my father. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Um, right. So then the next scene that I see is the happiest time of that life. And I'm running in a field, flying a kite with my father like running, jumping in his arms, having the best time laughing, just so, so, so happy and filled with joy. And I could feel it in me too. I just felt this like freedom, this like childlike happiness um, in me when I was under the regression. Um, an hour an hour has gone by and um, the regression is over. And I just kind of came out of it um, kind of like unsure of what I saw but mostly skeptical. Um, So I decided to Google it. So then um, in another scene in that past life, I I also forgot to mention, um, was me looking into the calendar and seeing that the date was July. Um, And the date coming to me, to my gut, was July 1917. I don't know why. I didn't even know if these time periods matched up with what I was seeing, but that was the time period that I saw. That's beautiful. And I find that spirit often will give you a year or a, or a time period. Like I've often been given like a just deep knowledge of like the year. That, uh, that will often happen to me in past life regression. So I validate that. I was about to say maybe as a clue as well to confirm validation. So you can, right. could, did you look up the date? Yes. Yeah, so after I got out of my regression, I was skeptical, unsure what, what I had seen. So I decided to Google it. And I did like a deep dive into Google, put in the date, put in wreckage, put in Northeast. And about an hour later, I found the accident. No um, way. Yes. Yes. I found the accident. And um, it was... Um, let. It was July nineteen seven, July first, nineteen seventeen. Oh my! I just got chills when you said <laughs> that. I literally just got chills, even though I knew it was coming. I still got chills. <laughs> Niagara Falls, New York. Niagara, that's a so, tourist town, and it's in the Northeast. Yep, and it's yep north of New York. Right, um, and mm-hmm. it was a train accident, and I saw the train. I saw a train. Yeah, you did. Wow. In my regression. And did you see images of the train on this article? Well, there oh, weren't many, yeah, many images back then. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what year we were in. But you can, 
actually, it it was called the Great George Route. So it's it was a pretty big known train route. So I did see it. I did see um, photos of the train oh. look, when I Googled it. Did it look familiar to the one you had seen in your vision? Well, the one that I saw in my vision was kind of, um, well, it was after the accident. So it's just kind Mangled. of a bunch of parts piled onto each other. Yeah. Um, but it did look like the first train I had seen next to my ho- <laughs> my hotel. <laughs> uh-huh. So that was like the right kind of train that was coming right, into that right. station. Right. Um, so... Right. So the accident was caused by heavy rains and um, it the rains caused the train to derail into the river. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. That's right. exactly what I'm jumping saw. ahead mm-hmm. a bit here. But does your dad have a strange phobia of trains in this lifetime? <laughs> or water. Hold on. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Right. I don't know about... I don't know about my dad, but my dad, <laughs> my dad in this life was different from my dad in my past. No, life. but I think she means the what the guy who was your dad. Oh, in, in your oh. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Wait, do you know? So you don't have to answer this, but do, do you like who is the person that is your dad that was your dad then? And like, what's your relationship like now? Um, and if you, if you don't feel comfortable, just say you don't want to and you don't have to. He was my ex-boyfriend who I just had an instant deep connection with and neither of us could explain what it was. Um, but now I know yeah, <laughs> he, was so my, he was my dad. In my best oh, life. Got it. Yeah. And that explains why it might not have worked out romantically in this life. Right. Right. And, um, so when I saw the accident, it was the, the feelings were the same of, of when I lost him in this life to when I lost my dad in my past life, it was very similar. So when you lost that ex-boyfriend in this life, there was equal feelings of like your heart ripping apart kind of feeling? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes I perfect wanna sense. I want to ask, why did you seek out this past life regression? What was the thing that you were trying to find answers on or heal or understand? Was there a seed that was pushing you to, to do this? She had said anxiety. Uh, yeah, but is there any specific event or anything more specific than just anxiety? Well, the whole idea of past life came to me um, when I was I was seeing my a therapist, and she said, you know, she said the way that I talk about love and love with my ex sounds like I have lived many lives before, and I never thought. I had never considered that he must, he was someone from my past life before. Um, so that's how that seed was planted. I like that therapist. Um, yeah, she, she was pretty great. She, she knew a lot. Um, but that's how my, the, the seed was planted. Um, just the way that I talk about love and him sounds like I had lived many lives with him mm-hmm. before. Um, so then, you know, I, that planted the seed, but, what really made me look into past life regression was just after figuring myself out without him, figuring out my life um, and still having certain anxieties about, I don't know, X, Y, and Z um, without him being mm-hmm. there. I, if that makes sense, like I knew that these anxieties weren't caused by him in being in my life, but, but were internal 
and were my own. No, it's like almost as if like your soul was, was yearning to reveal this to yourself. You know, it's, that's why you had the initial pull to even go there and the initial feelings around the ex. And, you know, I know for me too, when I first did my past life regression and it was all around the anxiety that I was feeling, I was feeling like this acute anxiety in my solar plexus chakra. And, um, what I when I went did my first past life regression that was successful, um, I got a, a specific answer specific to why I feel anxiety in my solar plexus. It's it's was super interesting. It was like answered the question that I was going in to find. Although the answer that I got, the past life that I saw, was not at all what I was expecting, like at all. So um, it's just interesting how the mind works and how uh, you know we get these answers. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's interesting to know how to navigate what you think is your mind projecting something and what is genuinely your subconscious taking you to something that is authentic to your past life. And but I think that Jamil gives us a great testimony because it's like you know, and me, this happened to me too in different contexts, but like when you get that external validation, like I, I really doubt that Jamil had been like Googling accidents in Niagara Falls, you know, <laughs> July 1917 before doing this, you know, but the right. fact that she got that validation that there, there was that accident at that time in that place. I mean, that's massive validation that would suggest that it's not just our minds, you know, or some function of our subconscious, like playing a trick on us. Right. And, and I, there's more. Yes. Um, <laughs> we want so more. The kite scene that I saw myself in, I just thought it was kind of like specific, like flying a kite in the field. It turns out that kites is, kites is kind of, kites are a big thing in Niagara. Um, they say that there's like the kite that, that bridged a river. I guess like, what was the date? In 1845, um, there was like a big kite festival in Niagara. Huh. Um, yeah, to help create the suspension bridge to Canada. Some Something like that. But kites are a big thing um, for Niagara. And, wow. That is also right. Wow. And did you know that before um, your process of regression? No. Wow. I know. I don't know anything. I, 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 I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I've, and where did you grow up? Uh, so I was born in the Philippines and I grew up in Florida and I'm only in New York because of school. So Interesting. So no, been, you never had history of like living no. in New York or have you ever been to Niagara in this life? No, I have not. And I've never really had, I don't know. I've never had to pull to Niagara. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're probably like, um, that's a traumatic, <laughs> tragic place. Don't really want to go back there. Yeah. Um, so it's all, it's all really new information to me. I, there's no way that I would have stored this, this memory in this current life mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I had never been. Um, wow, fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Do you kind of want to go now though? And no. like, you really don't, huh? <laughs> I don't because... I did more research and this, the location of this accident now today is called the devil's Whoa. hole because, <gasps> yeah, um, because lots of weird accidents have happened there. Mm. Oh my God. Energetic yeah. vortex. There's like, 
I have chills right. again and not, right. not, not good ones. Right. So that's why I will not go back. I don't think that I need to. I don't need to see where it happened. I don't need to experience any of the negative energy that's uh-huh. happening there now. Um, uh-huh. Also, the hotel that I worked in is no longer there, which is something and, I would have wanted to see. And how do you know about that hotel? Did you find that hotel in your yes. research? Mm-hmm. I Googled um, just historical hotels in Niagara and I found the same exact like kind of weird looking hotel that I had seen in my regression and it was called the prospect house interesting Hmm. Mm -hmm. fascinating this is so good it just goes to show you know there's this whole other realm that we have access to that when we allow ourselves to be open to we can explore and it really affects our waking life I know we're not there yet, but I'm fascinated to hear about how you've integrated this information and how it's helped kind of heal your anxiety or what what it's done in your waking life. But Jenna, I know you've got another question before we get into that. No, I, I oh. didn't actually. Oh, okay. Did, <laughs> no, do I? no, I don't think so. I just thought I cut you off. Sorry. Um, <laughs> No, no, it's all good. Well, speaking of the brain and the mind and these amazing states we can get ourselves into, this is a great time to mention that this week's episode is sponsored by the incredible brain-boosting superfood medicinal mushroom brand, Four Sigmatic. I'm currently hooked on Four Sigmatic's Lion Main Mushroom Coffee Mix and the Hydration Mix. Considering dehydration is the gateway to all disease and we happen to be a massively dehydrated nation, I can sleep better at night knowing that each day I'm actively working towards hydrating my cells on a deeper level. And I think that I may be less wrinkly now too. Have you noticed, Jenna? Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. Glowing. I love Four Sigmatic's Golden Milk Latte because it has one of my favorite ingredients, which is turmeric. Turmeric is a powerful anti-inflammatory agent, and this, along with the medicinal mushroom blend, gives your body a boost that really starts your day off on the best foot forward. We love you, Four Sigmatic, and your mission of making medicine and high vibrational superfoods easy for everyone to enjoy. Get a 15% discount that's it. You heard it. 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase. Go to foursigmatic.com slash MLF or use your discount code MLF at checkout to spell it out for you. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash MLF. Wow. So just getting back into it, Jamil, you got some pretty incredible validation that this wasn't just, you know, a figment mm-hmm. of your imagination and your mind playing tricks on you and projecting that this was a legitimate past life experience. Well done for doing the research and connecting the dots and getting confirmation that this was a real authentic experience. Yeah. Thank you. Is that your entire vision that you explained to us? Yeah, that that was Pretty much um, all of my experience. Okay, so yes. tell me about how you tr- how you transitioned that information into your waking life and how it affected all the places that you were seeking answers, like your anxiety around the relation that your ex partner, um, maybe the relationship with your father. Tell me about how that changed your awake life. Doing my regression helped me understand why. Um, I was experiencing mm-hmm. so much pain. Um, and I saw that it's because I had, 
I had experienced this pain on a deeper level, losing him from through death um, in my past life. Um, I guess it's it's hard to put these concepts into words, but I guess doing my regression, it's it's just kind of brought me peace in knowing that I will, if not in this life, and not just with him or, you know, yeah, not just with my ex-partner, but in any life, anytime I will meet someone that, that I connect with, this won't be the only time, I guess, if that makes sense. Like we, these souls will be in the next life with me. Definitely. And the next life. Death cannot break the bonds of love. Death does not break the bonds of love. I had a love. similar... That, I had a similar yeah. experience with an ex-boyfriend where the relationship from the second we met, the connection was so deep and there was such a deep, deep knowing of each other on a soul level, which didn't seem suitable for the circumstances of just meeting someone for 30 seconds. <laughs> and there was always this part of myself which was saying, am I crazy? Like, is this am I really feeling this? I wonder if he's feeling this too or just pretending to feel it because I feel it. And then when we broke up from that relationship, it was such a deep pain and such a huge, huge trauma in my life, which almost didn't, once again, wasn't that valid. Like why am I being so taken down as if I've lost my father, if I've just lost something huge in my life? And all these things made me think that I was a bit crazy or made me think like, why am I feeling like this when it's not really valid in this lifetime? And when I looked into past lives around that relationship, it gave me such a sense of ease. And as you said, acceptance and made me go, ah, okay, that makes sense. It's not so torturous anymore. And there's not a question mark around why is this so intense? It's because it all, it just made it all made sense, which gave me a sense of like, I'm not crazy and and I can put that to rest. What, what, what did it, what was it revealed for you, Amber, for your ex? Like what was your connection to him? Did you lose him in a traumatic accident? Uh, No, we had just been married many, many times before. And, um, each lifetime, he wasn't able to. I, I think I, we. I went through about three lifetimes, two or three lifetimes, and one of the most recent one, he just wasn't able to um, be faithful, and it kind of broke uh-huh. my heart. And then the one before that, he was able to, and so it was kind of like I was always chasing that dynamic which I knew he was capable Memory. of uh-huh. and there was this knowing that that it was in him but he wasn't able to actually meet me at that place because of that life's current circumstances mm-hmm. and so this lifetime mm-hmm. he wasn't able to be faithful either but there was this something in me that was driving this there was this force of love and hope and knowing behind me that he could like he could maybe get there but there's also this part of me which was like maybe it's not this lifetime again and so there was that extra mm-hmm. pain of like you're my husband you're the life partner that I want and that I've probably been searching for because it was such a deep love but once again this lifetime you're just not able to not able to battle your demons to meet me there that's hard 
to swallow. But you know, the inspiration that I kind of did take from that is that, you know, even if an ex or um, a partner or a parent or a sibling in this life cannot meet you where you need to be met, it's not your last chance. You know, it's, it's like your soul and your connection can try again in the next life or in a spirit dimension or um, in a different time space coordinate. So all hope yeah, is that's not what lost. Jamil was say. I, I totally agree. Like it gave yeah. you a sense of, oh, if I refound him in this lifetime, that means that our journey is not done yet. Like I can always perhaps refind him in another lifetime and give it another go then. Maybe we're both going to be ready then. Right. Exactly. Um, it, it, Jenna, Jenna's um, explanation of it was definitely like what I was trying to what I was trying to explain, but yeah, it's, it's not over yet. I mean, maybe in this lifetime, maybe not, but definitely in many more to come, there is that chance to, um, fix that connection. Maybe as, as maybe as a parent child relationship mm-hmm. again, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the parent child relationship, it's like just, a loving relationship where it, nothing can really shake it usually, you know, like it's not like a partner where partners you could break up with, with a parent. It's like you never break up with them. I, I mean, uh, yeah. And on that note, Jamil, I want to ask <laughs> you, I know this is a personal question. And once again, you don't have to answer it if you don't feel comfortable, but do you feel a deep connection to your past, to, to your ex partner, like a father, like a father's connection? Like no matter what he does, you'll still love him and he's kind of all, you're you're always connected to him no matter where he is. Or do you feel as though getting the information you got kind of laid that down and you're at peace with it now and you don't feel connected to him now? Like what is the kind of general dynamic of that Um, relationship in contrast to how you would feel with a father? Before I, before I had done the past life, I, and when I was in that relationship, he always did remind me in some unexplainable ways, like my, hmm. my dad in this life. Interesting. Um, and I did always, it, I did always feel a, a deep connection to him in that way. Like him as like, kind of like a protective father type. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I wouldn't say that it, but this experience gave me any so, sort of, um, peace and like laying it to bed. I think that I will always have this like deep connection with him. Of course. Um, yeah. And how is your, um, how is your, just out of curiosity, like, are you close with your f- current father in this life? Like, are you guys close? Because it, I feel like your soul would, would seek that connection, you know, cause you did lose your father in your last life. So maybe in this life, it's like, you really wanted to be close to him. Yeah. Um, I, in, in this life, I would say that I am closest with my father for sure. And constantly wanting, um, a deeper connection with him. Interesting. Oh, that makes perfect sense. That all ties in makes perfect sense. Um, right. I have another question for you. So, um, this, this has, you've revealed one life, right? This life Mm -hmm. in Niagara, 
But surely, at least to my intuition and my inner knowing, I wouldn't say that that's like your only past life. Like there's got to have been a lot more than just that. Do do you have any other unanswered questions? Are you going to dive deeper? Do you want to get more past lives or are you just kind of good with this one? I actually did a few more sessions after this first one, but I didn't get any, um, like, I didn't get any solid information or mm-hmm. was able to look, look, even, you know, fact check um, my experiences uh-huh. like the first one. Um, but I think I've just kind of taken a step back from it. I found that because I had such, um, you know, such a validated experience my first time, I go into my regressions almost like looking for, like looking for, Uh some significant event in my past life rather than having things just come to me. Uh And I think that's like, that's kind of blocked me from um, finding the answers to questions that I have in my current life. Well, that makes sense. And just because, and you know, things are sometimes revealed in divine timing. So mm-hmm. just because it hasn't been revealed yet does not mean that it won't be revealed at some point in the future, maybe in a shocking way. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenna, <laughs> what, uh, I know you've done a lot of past life regression. I'm interested to know how did mm-hmm. the journey you went on in that past life regression give you peace uh, for the answers you were looking for in your, in your awake life? Um, well, I... I've done a lot of past life regression. I've gotten a lot of different past lives, which I wrote down on like a timeline. They did not come back chronologically, but then I reconstructed them into a a chronological timeline. And it's really interesting because it pretty much explains everything. It it just explains everything about me that was unexplained. And I didn't... um, I could never, at least to my own mind, like I could never have made it up. Like it's just too complicated and too detailed and too random for me Mm -hmm. to have ever like figured out this, this unconsciously, you know? So I've gotten so much validation for so many different things. Um, you know, relationships, ex-partners, uh, you know, validation about like how and why I feel certain ways about certain people. I've gotten um, answers about my anxiety, why certain anxiety um, arises, for example, in different parts of my body or um, different, you know, phobias of different things, um, sort of all types of things. You know, why I cry when I see homeless people on the street. Cause like a lot of times I'll see like a homeless person and I just like, just, I'm so overwhelmed with like empathy and compassion that I'm like hysterically crying. Um, so, answer to that. Mm, fantastic. Stuff like that. And did you find that there was a, a thread from one past life into the other past life? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Tell Such me about thread. it. It's like, it makes, it makes, it makes me want to write a book series because it's like just on my past lives because it's like, they are so connected. And if you like, once I put them into the chronological timeline, I was like, whoa, like this makes so much sense. And one of the questions that I ask myself when I'm in a lucid hypnosis, trying to, you know, get my past life info one of the questions I'll ask myself is why did my soul choose this life? Like what lesson Mm -hmm. was there for me in this life? And like, why did I choose this experience? And it's like the way that those experiences and those answers build on each other um, to basically lead up to my current embodiment and the work that and mission that I am meant to do in this life. It's like, 
it's just that that's the common thread is is the soul's journey and like the, the it's almost like you know in school where you like learn your letters and then you learn how to read and then you learn how to read paragraphs and then you learn how to read books it's like it all builds like that it's like building blocks upon another to get wow. me to where can you give I us am. a specific example from one past life to another yes so like one example might be that, um, yeah, oh God, let me just try to think of a good example of that. Maybe in one life, like in my most current last embodiment, I just an example, and this is the first one that came to mind is like, I drank a lot. Like I was super, um, unhappy and depressed and a lot of different reasons for that. But I self-medicated a lot with alcohol, almost to the point of of killing, like die, of death, right? And in this life, like I, yeah, I don't like alcohol that much. Like I really, I really don't like alcohol. I just, I wish I did. That's the thing. It's like I wish I did because I have a lot of, I do, and so also like in college or whatever, I had a lot of anxiety, and a lot of people around me were drinking, and they were like all able to have a good time, but I couldn't physically wow. tolerate alcohol. But I, I realized that. That was that. So me going through that past life where where I was self medicating so heavily to the point of death, like that taught me that in this life I wouldn't self medicate with alcohol. I would be repulsed by it, and that has really served me in this life because I think if I had been like able to drink alcohol, I might have turned out to be an alcoholic because I was so I so needed to self medicate for anxiety in this life in the earlier part of my life. So that's one example of how like a soul's journey mm -hmm. might go through but that's I have a lot of other examples because too, I did also get a um, past life or a Vedic astrologer tell me that the reason why you know m like an ex-partner of mine was so incapable of kind of being having integrity in this lifetime was because the previous lifetime he basically sacrificed his life for for someone he gave up his entire life for someone else so he had built up credit and in this life you could get away with as much as he wanted kind of thing like he just wanted to have fun he yeah built basically up credit. A karma credit <laughs> and it but the whole concept is it, maybe our souls are trying to find balance and have the full spectrum of the human experience. And if you drink yourself silly in one lifetime, you'll be, you would have, you won't be able to drink anymore in this lifetime, as you said. So that creates that balance and it creates kind of like, um, it closes chapters perhaps. But once again, the anxiety was a theme between your two lives. You're trying to self-medicate in each one of your lives. Yeah. So. Right. Right. And so there's a theme as well that goes back to all the, a lot of my past lives about where does the anxiety arise? It arises from like in the most deepest sense from living in a world for thousands of years of embodiments that, um, is shut off, closed down to the wisdom of the heart, to the wisdom of the female intelligence, to the wisdom of the multidimensional uh, truths of um, that are behind all religions, like the esoteric truths. Like that is uh, the thing that my soul, in a sense, has been sort of holding and carrying through many embodiments since Atlantis, since the ancient civilizations that, and like to be hunted and per persecuted and prosecuted and killed for holding that, that is the ultimate root of, of my anxiety. And 
that also, if you look at that thread, that's a thread that evolves through lifetimes. And if you look at it up to this current embodiment, it gives me the amount of passion that I have for my mission to like switch the consciousness. Like I have that amount of passion because of that repression for so many, so many millennia. So it's like, it's all building up to to something. It's all building up to purpose. It's all building up to fulfill our soul's Mm. mission. I love looking at it that way. It all makes sense and brings such peace to you on a soul level, just knowing that all of that needed to happen Mm -hmm. and you can just have complete peace around whatever pains and troubles you've experienced in this lifetime because it's leading you it's leading you somewhere hopefully towards your life Mm -hmm. purpose Um, it's just about decoding all of it and that's why I think past life regression is such a brilliant tool to help us find the mysteries get the answers um, with some mysteries in our life brilliant yep and I mean Amber I'm tempted to ask you what about do you have any past life regressions of note that you would want to interject? (laughs) I have not intentionally done past life regression. (laughs) I have been shown my past lives through ceremony work um, and it helped me make sense of the things in this life that don't make sense, as you said before, around relationship as well. So they were, there were some relationships I've had which have been so strong and familiar with that person and just undying and a deep, deep knowing with that person, but there's been an element that's off such as chemistry or whatever. And I've seen in that past life, the, this, I got taken to a past life in a Nordic, we were Vikings actually (laughs) in a Nordic scene. Well, that's pretty obvious. (laughs) And in this life, I have a very strange attraction to Viking types. I tell you what, it's like every, anyone six foot five with a beard and long hair with a Viking stature. I'm like my tribesmen. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, I testify to that. She does. Um, And so in this past life, it showed a different ex-boyfriend that I had in this life that on paper was absolutely perfect. I had that deep love and deep connection and knowing of this person on a soul level, but the chemistry element was off and I couldn't work out what it was, but it was a visceral reaction to that person's pheromones, to their, to like the chemical reaction in them. And it sucked because otherwise that person would have been a great life partner. (laughs) But, you know, you can't deny (laughs) that kind of stuff. So in this past life, it showed me that he was my brother in this Celtic kind of Viking scene and that there was such tenderness and love and best friendship and kinship with this person. And it made complete sense in this lifetime why there was that visceral push against um, the sexuality element. And it just gave me such peace and allowed my heart to just put that chapter at rest and stop it being a question mark and um, made me value that friendship. And just really, I don't know, it was, I can't think of another word to describe it, but just inner peace and knowing, and I could move on kind of knowing that that person, I will always have that connection and knowing and love for that person, but it doesn't have to look 
a certain way. It, it can just look like that. I'm not trying to fit a circle into a square. It's that way for a reason and to trust that reason. And I've got a bit of a clue as to why it's that reason. And I'm good with that now. Whereas my logical mind would say, but everything's good on paper and maybe try it again. And, and trying to convince you into seeing that person a certain way. But there's a soul history that, that actually, um, it has its own story and you have to respect that. So that's why I think it's it's great to look into your history through past life regression to kind of, you know, make sense of things in this lifetime and trust how it, how it's showing up in this lifetime. Totally. Well, do we have any more questions for Jamil? So Jamil, are you still a skeptic or do you a full believer in, in past lives now? Um, I'm a full believer. I tell all my friends 100%. I was this girl in past life. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, so I'm a, I'm a full believer for sure. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I, the only reason I am is because I had all that validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That validation is super powerful. Well, yeah. Jamel, can you share the Definitely. meditation that you found That's on amazing. YouTube? Does it have a specific title? Or if you find it and send it to me later, I could also link it to our show notes. Jamil, okay. yeah, thank you for that. being with us, sharing your incredible story with us. How can our audience get hold of you if they have questions for you? Oh, thank you for having me on here. I'm so I'm so excited and honored to be asked. Um, people can contact me. Um, I have my Instagram, Jamil Kaday, J-A-M-I-L-L-E-C-A-D-A-Y. Um, and that... They can email me as well, jamilkaday at gmail.com if they have any questions. Awesome. And we're going to, we'll link your, your Instagram to our show notes too. So everyone can follow you. So we always (laughs) wrap up with an invitation for our listeners. Jenna, this is kind of your passion zone. So do you want to come up with an invitation, (laughs) a past life regression, perhaps invitation for our listeners? Absolutely. So I would invite our listeners to, to do a past life regression hypnosis. Um, I actually recommend, there's a couple on YouTube that I did as well. I, I, I did a short one on our past life regression episode, but I agree with Jamil that that was not the full experience of a lucid hypnosis because it was very, very short and sort of just like running through it. Um, so find yourself um, a past life hypnosis on YouTube and we'll link one to these show notes and then just sit down and, and with an open mind and try it and see what happens and let us know what happens. If you have an amazing story like Jamil's that comes about, please let us know. We are fascinated with stories like this and you might even be featured on this podcast. I completely so agree. I'm really know. excited to hear these stories. These are the best kind of stories. <laughs> and if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We read every comment as well if you leave a comment and are so grateful for your support. And share this episode with a friend who you think may benefit from learning about past life regression. You never know, it's granted all of us a lot of peace in our waking life. So spread the love, people. And thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to have you with us next week. Bye bye now. TTFN. See you next week.